What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bridge the Gap, the show over here behind that suit where we, we talk to smart people like Mr. KB over here, and we learn their stories, and we go through their life, and we discuss different tangential points, and we it gets convoluted, it gets messy, but we learn some history, we get some opinions, and ultimately everybody gets to get it come out of it with a few more knowledge nuggets than we all have before and that's real exciting prior to this stream we was just bumping your music man and yo kb was just in the chat like i don't think i've ever seen somebody so enthused and participating in their own pre-interview before so big ups to you for that that made me happy that got me even more excited to do this with you this guy's straight up this guy's a character and i gotta say yo here's the thing for me when I see you in the chats there and I see you showing love like that and I see you just being this person like we, we didn't even know each other three weeks ago. Right? Like it's just we didn't even know it just randomly happened. And then ever since that moment, when we first talked and set up the interview. The guy's been showing the likes. The guy's been Mr. Positivity. And then I listen to the music, right? Because at the end of the day, it's kind of like you, you kind of want to make sure it's not whack. And it was not whack. In fact, there's some banger ass shit that's going on. And then we dig a little further and realize he's involved with Merkers and all this. And, you know, linking up with Merker, who we just did the interview with. And it just fucking links up the whole world into a connected, beautiful Zen place. But for real, your energy is ridiculous. I love the way you utilize emoticons to express yourself in with the kaboom boom stuff. All of that. It's just beautiful branding. It gets me hyped up whenever I see it. I'm real excited to get to know you better because, frankly, I, I, I don't know very much about you at all, I'll be real with you. Um, but that's okay. We're going we're gonna to talk about the kind of stuff that would end up in your Wikipedia page after we talk about right, this shit. Right, Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. And, and it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be here. Honestly, uh, uh, we need things like this. This is something that we definitely need. And starting it this way for 2021, I'm definitely excited. So, you know, I definitely want to put put 110 percent in it, you know. You know how that goes, you know, because you can't go backwards with this. I'll tell you that. So, got to make it better and better, and better every time we, you know, we step in here. You know what I mean? So, I feel it, man. Yeah, I'm proud. I'm proud of this. I'm proud of this, and I I, I appreciate the uh, the honor of having me too. You know, definitely. Honestly, man, I heard your music, and it's like, hey, look, part of what we're trying to do here is capture the story of Montreal. You're clearly a part of the story of Montreal. I, I mean, from the involvement with the other people, you're definitely a guy who started in the game before I started in the game. I don't know that much. I should know a lot more. A lot of people are more like me than there should be. So it's just an honor to have you share your time with us, man. Because, yo, one day down the line, maybe a lot of people are going to say some things. But for a long time, it was hard to get people like you to even want to, like, take an interest. And not to say, maybe I didn't do it right. Maybe I didn't market myself correctly or present it, all the other things. But to have you here and be so excited for it is just a blessing for all of us with it. But with that, I think we can get into it. We're going to start that first question up. But actually, the new first question is one I'm going to try and remember to ask right away. Where are you born? So I, I, I'm straight up born here in Montreal, Beautiful. raised in Montreal. And uh, my background is Jamaica. You know, we can, you can see in my lyrics, you know what it is. I keep my roots very close to me, you know what I'm saying? So definitely. But Montreal is where it's from. You know, Montreal is my back, my back on my... My, my whole city on my back, straight up. 
I love it, man. I mean, myself, I'm also yeah. born and raised here. So when I hear that, it always just makes me feel like, yo, we the same team at the end of the day. And that just Absolutely. is a beautiful thing. And I love the way you're Absolutely. about that energy. Um, so let's get into yeah. the first real question of the interview. And if you've watched it before, you might know it. But for those that are going to see this in the future, it is what it is. So my girlfriend, yeah. she's washing some dishes one day. And she's bumping that Black Eyed Peas song, that I got a feeling shit. And why that song hit me is because, yo, once upon a time, I remember being in the club myself doing my turn off that block, you know, and I was doing my little jumpy dance that we all did in the circle. And always like a big circle would form and shit. Anyway, yeah. now it's like chores yeah. music, right? And it used to be yeah, like yeah. clubbing music and shit. And then that made yeah. me think about chores and how my mom would play discos. And my dad was into the Zeppelins and things like that, right? And uh, I realized that before I had a say in music, it was a lot of what my parents were listening to, right? So for your musical journey and shit, it doesn't necessarily start when you get into music. It starts before that with your, your environment. It starts with the stuff that was happening when chores was getting set up. It starts with those yeah. car rides. I don't know if you have siblings, but it starts yeah. with the siblings. It starts with all of yeah, this stuff. Yeah. So tell us 100. a little bit about what the music was like when you were a youth growing up. 100 100 and i love how you put that together that is so professionalism so uh, <laughs> definitely 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 um and it's funny you mentioned you see that's how you see how connection is real because i'm gonna tell you something uh i actually grew up off of led zeppelin i grew up with my father first off uh you know I, I, my mother was definitely around definitely but my father's who i was raised with and my father's a musician himself mm. So uh, I definitely grew up off of, you know, Led Zeppelin, The Doors, uh, oh man, all kinds, all kinds. We, we definitely branched out. We didn't stick to like, you know, just Caribbean music, right? Right. So um, definitely my family does have a big impact in the fact that I, I, I'm, I'm into my, you know, into the music as well. So... Um, I do definitely appreciate it, but I definitely, you know, during them times, because my father's a Rasta, he's a dread, so okay. it's, it's, you know, it's very cultural with them, you know, they speak very spiritual, you know, so. So I kind of know, but I don't fully know. If you do want to elaborate a little bit, everyone benefits. Rasta, a Rastafarian is like Bob Marley. Right. Right. You're not going to hear Bob Marley you know, speaking, uh, you know, twings and twangs, right? He's going to give it to you directly, spiritually, and, you know, make sure that, you know, you get a positive energy out of his messages, right? Okay, okay, I see what you mean. So that's more what a Rasta man does, but he also keeps it pure, you know, as, you know, even the things he eats and stuff like that, right? What you consume in your body. So that's a Rasta man, or a Rasta woman, you have Rasta women too, you know, get me twisted. You got some Rasta women too out there that are definitely, you know, <laughs> more really than the Rasta man them out there, you could say, you know. I respect that. Absolutely. So uh, we definitely grew up in the music business, um, you know, for my cousins, you know, uh, my, my older cousins being really heavy in the DJ business. Uh, we grew up around a lot of artists around us, you know, so it's like, it was definitely a blessing to have that, you know, opportunity to, to take so that, like take that were, knowledge. So you were like a kid kid and all of this was happening around you? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. 
I used to spend hours. My dad had a studio called um, um, Young Lions, Young Lions Production. And uh, I think my first time actually um, really getting intrigued is when one day, I used to go there all the time, but I got intrigued when I met uh, Dub Matic. I don't know, if I don't remember if you remember, uh, there, there used to be a French, uh, <laughs> French, English a little bit, you know, they, but they were big in Montreal a little bit, Toronto, Montreal, Canada, but Dub Matic, they were pretty big. And uh, I met them, you know, so that that opened up my door a little bit when I when I met them at the studio and it's like, okay, I want to get involved too, you know, so definitely, definitely big impact. So in your case, it really is one of those situations where from the jump music was around you, but not just like the regular sense of it where like my dad would be busting out his tapes and shit. It's more like, nah, you're going to a studio. It's like Empire, maybe small scale, yeah. but like on Empire when they're yeah. watching dad make like these hit songs in the fucking lab and shit, yeah. right? Like that's kind of what yeah, I'm picturing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But you know, it's, 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 it, it, there's a pros and the cons because, you know, you take it for granted. That's what ends up happening when you have something so accessible, you know, you take it for granted. So it slows things down a bit, you know what I mean? So this is what ends up happening. Uh, especially at my age, when you're changing, uh, you know, revolution, you know, evolution into how the hip hop started, you know, coming around, especially in Montreal, like, shit, man, like, I think when uh, I grew up, my first hip hop song was hearing was shit like, here, especially like here in Montreal, like, I know a lot of songs, like, you know, but like, here, what I would say, like, things that we, we used to like, put on our tape decks and stuff, like, uh, Yo, how young were you? Uh, in, but it was like, hold up, was the Montreal hip hop scene just always a part of your life? No, not quite, not quite. I, like when I say, when I say, like, I mean, it was more reggae. But like I said, like I grew up off of like Led Zeppelin and songs like that, right? Like a lot of like pop songs and stuff like that. But rap was a little bit more different. Like I knew about it, but I didn't. I didn't have. We didn't have too much access to it. So. Okay. Even when Dangerous Mind, I don't know if you remember Dangerous Mind, that movie. With, uh, uh, Gangsta's Mind. Paradise, right? Cool. Yeah, exactly. Gangsta's Paradise. I think that was like a rotation for like forever, but it was like something that was captivating to us where we started dabbling into it. And then I met Mob Deep. And then when Mob Deep came in, and then it was Tupac, and then you know things started opening right. up. You know? So, so hold up, what, uh, do you remember when that was? And let, let's just uh, let's just throw it back. So you're young, yeah. you got the studio going on. Um, y'all are in the vinyl era, the tape era. Like, what era are you in? How is y'all bumping no, music? I, um, honestly, we I, I was more into the tapes, but my dad did have a lot of vinyls. But most of those vinyls, again, those were more like. Yo, those are like like some Luther Vandrell, like yo, some real like you know, that was some some <laughs> you know you you know them that type of songs, right? Right, um, like it took a second, but yeah, I do know what you're talking about. I thought about that. Is that a da 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 in Luther Van? You know that anyway. Um, so yeah. You bump, <laughs> and then uh, we got a comment saying, "See, we're bumping that old Buju and stuff." And I'm like, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like even Bounty Killer, when Bounty Killer came out with the My Experience and Mob Deep, you know, shit, shit like that, definitely opened it, opened the door from for me as like getting into this music and what I wanted to get involved with. So, and this is you know, all happening just, when you're like sincerely really young. 
yeah, I was like maybe like 13, 12, 13. Yeah, that's pretty young. Yeah. That's a yeah, lot of crazy history, right? Because that's the kind of, yo, and I know what you're talking about when you say Bounty Killer and that, because I did a Buju Banton album review this year. So I'm reading all this shit on Wikipedia in 2020. And you're living all this shit back in the day and understand it all straight. with a much bigger sense of depth than I personally do. But that's straight, fucking straight, cool, straight. man. I really appreciate you sharing this, for real. This is the kind of shit we're looking for. So is it around 12, 13 then that you really get into music? Or like by then do you nah. already have a whole like sense of it? You're like, I already have like your favorite genres and shit from a youth. Not even, not even. Honestly, I was just finding myself. I was actually, I was trying to more figure out how to put music in tune because that's one thing that I've, I've always learned is, you know, we've, we, we, we slacked at that, like how to put songs together. Like we were just getting on a song, putting shit together and it didn't make song. There was no, there was no structure with the song. Like I had to learn how to like write, you know, sometimes I used to even like, uh, write Tupac songs. You know, I used to write his chorus. Okay, that's the chorus. I know that's a chorus. Okay, I know. You know, I used to learn these things on my own. So that taught me how to kind of put music together. So I focused, focused more on that until I was able to kind of be able to get, you know, studio time where I can actually express myself. Because again, I was going with my father's. My father had to be a little bit more cultural. I couldn't really speak my full mind and get, you know, get to really know well, myself. So I mean, that's kind of what it is, though, with dads, right? Like... I exactly. remember being like 12, 13. It's not like I'm going to be uh, speaking my free mind at that age. But I think it's so incredible that already at that age, you're doing such advanced shit. And you're getting love from the, from the comments, too. It's fucking cool, man. Um, hey, respect. So, like, respect. Um, I think it's just cool that at such a young age, you're already taking... Because what you did is you took the time to map out these songs. So even if you think about it today, for people who want to start writing songs, right? Maybe they already have a genius.com that already did all the hard work. So fine, it's a little bit lazier. But it's important to still pay attention to how these songs are structured. <clears throat> you can still map out timestamps and look at how long a chorus is and just things like that. So I think like right off the jump, your life is shedding some serious knowledge nuggets that we can extract and apply to our current and existing surroundings. So that's some fire shit to me is all I'm trying to say respect respect honestly that's 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 how i took it as well you know like i really focus on that but also you know um moving moving forward with that um i met um one person that i was able to actually be able to express and get into the studio and then we took it from there and that was um Right at right like the year after when I started when my pen game started getting good, I got a little bit more confidence. You know, around fifteen, going on sixteen, I met my boy Action. His his name is Action, by the way. <laughs> oh, and just to uh, just to correct, hold on, let me go back two seconds on my name because I know it's I know it seems complicated, but I'm gonna tell you what it really is. You guys know the Corleone, right? Yes. Tercoleon. Last Tercoleon. Okay. Okay, Tercoleon. Tercoleon. Honestly, I was I was just gonna be brave, but then Preach and Kobe <laughs> jumped on earlier and I said it weird. And he's like, nah, just stop. <laughs> and I'm like, shut up. And he's like, yo, tell him I said hi though. 
So Prejanclovia <laughs> says what's up. Yeah, that, I saw that. I saw that message. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. Me and Preach go way back, man. He definitely one of my mentors. I definitely, yo, trust me. Way, way back. Every time I saw him, I always looked him at, looked at him like a bigger brother. And uh, he always, you know, always had faith in me and, you know, was always able to speak with him genuinely. So he's definitely one of my top, top notch. I support him 100%. Yo, I love what he's still doing. So definitely yo. my support. Honestly, no lie, just on that same tip, Preach is a big part of why I'm on Twitch. And Preach is also a big part of why there's this pre-interview show. He's like, bro, what the fuck are you doing wasting your fucking time starting at zero and shit? You don't even hit the fucking algorithm till 90 minutes. Waste time for 90 minutes and then start your interview. And I'm like, okay, Preach. Yes, Preach. Because, yo, when he talks to you, <laughs> he preaches to you. It isn't just talk. It is yeah. preaching. It is an apt name for that, man. And I respect yeah, you. Yeah. So that's really cool, though. Uh, so um, I guess you're 12, 13, and then you definitely, said you started. Definitely, definitely. So you had uh, all of a sudden Coolio, I guess, makes rap mainstream. Because, yo, my mom knew that song. Like, my mom can rap that song. So, yeah. like, definitely hit my household as well. Um, was a big, big tune. Um, and then after yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So then after that, you start discovering hip-hop. And tell us. Also, before that, do you dance? Are you a dancer of any kind? Uh, you know what? That's funny you said that. Yeah, well, I, I, I do. I was, I, well, nothing, nothing, no, no biggie, big thing like that. I was, but I was, I was actually a good break dancer. I used to love break dancing. Break dancing was like, it was in us. Like we used to go to the YMCA. There's a YMCA on Park Avenue. Um, they used to have, uh, I don't know if they still have it. They probably still do, but the youth center. I used to go there every day after school. We'd have a little team there. We used to practice our dances. And yeah, it was crazy. It was crazy. We used to love doing that stuff. So definitely, yeah. But it wasn't like, you know, nothing to, I, I, no, nothing extreme to be going on no big stage and dancing like that. No, nah, no. Nah, we probably did that in the club. Maybe, you know, do a little one-two swirl or whatever. But no, nah, no. Nah. All right. We got, a, <laughs> we got a question from the homeboy Ismail. Shout out Ismail as always. And uh, he was really feeling your shit before. Uh, so, but who's your favorite b-boy crew? B-boy crew? Uh, back in the day, b-boy crew. What was their name? Um, oh, man, that's a good question. But you know what? It's like on the tip of my tongue. I oh, the center is still again. there, as somebody from uh, the comments is saying, because she still lives in the hood. So the center is still there. Oh, bless, bless. Trust me. Yeah, he his name, the guy that used to run it, name is Brian. I'll never forget that guy, man. He, he's another mentor. He used mm. to always, you know, hey, guys, you got to go do your homework, and then you can come play pool. Trust me, that was, that was our spot. I don't know. I'm not even, like, I don't even, I couldn't name five uh, B-Boy crews if you were to, like, ask me at all. I just know that I got interested in other parts of the elements, right? Because it's more than yeah. just rapping. Then there's also the DJ production side. Sometimes people dibble and dabble in that. But then there's also the graffiti and drawing side, which was going to be my follow-up question. On top mm. of that is, do you draw? Are you into graffiti and all of that stuff? Not, not really. No, no. Graffiti wasn't really my thing. I was, I was like, I was very honestly. When it came to graffitis, I loved the art of it. I understood the culture of it, it being part of hip hop. But for me to like carry painting in my bag. That was like a no-no. That's like 
not only do I want to get beats from my parents, but um, that's like automatically with the popo. I I just can't. I can't. I couldn't see it mixing for me. So gra graffiti was out of the question. Yeah, I totally relate <laughs> to that. I, honestly, you have to have real big courage to go out there and do that. Is yeah. all I'm trying to say. It's true. It's true. <laughs> You're right. But that's cool, that's though. Mean. And that's cool about um, the dancing, yo. You know how many people have talked about the importance of youth centers and the networking potential and the way it links them to music on this show? I don't even, like, really know because that didn't really happen a lot, per se. I mean, I had a youth group at church that did a little bit for me. But, like, it's really interesting how important having a youth center in certain communities will be in general and i guess that's something yeah. i've learned as i've started talking to more people who to this day are like yo that youth center gave me this opportunity or created a space absolutely. and to this fucking day i'm doing this shit absolutely absolutely and you know what actually uh to stick on to that subject um i used to right after that like you know after when i started you know getting familiar at that age 15 16 we actually used to go to the um, the, the center. I, I grew up in Park X. That's where I grew up. Originally, I'm from Park X. Right. Park Extension, for those that don't know, Park Metro, the Blue Line. <laughs> That's us right there. So you know what it is. Big up to all my Park X people. You know what it is. We all grew up together. My Greeks, all my Greeks, my towns, and my, my, my Indians. Big up to all my Indians, I tell you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. So um there was uh there's a there's it's still there well i think it's called william william hingston which there's actually an auditorium in there and um big up to jean bobby jean bobby and um i and i think you know what i think they're still in, dibbling dabbling in that but they they used to rent us out the auditorium not rent us but they used to let us come there and practice on stage you know how to how to conduct yourself oh. on stage and yo you know how to you know you know get familiar with the mic and how to hold the mic and you know what i'm saying they used to give us like two three hours to do these things and that was definitely a major plus when it came to like building our characters so definitely you know definitely was heavy 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 definitely yo, shout out park x for having that available because your algo series is like yo he's talking about my hood this shit's still here and that's fucking dope that's really yeah, fucking that's cool what's up. that's what's up yeah man trust me i come from there that's my that's me right there you know i was in i was in park x when they didn't have the when the, i can explain you why they have a fence between park x and tmr which is where the rockland center let's do it they we used we used to uh we used to go on that side because you know tmr is like the fancy side and they have basketball nets just there just in front of their garage and we in park x if you know park x we got a bunch of a bunch of uh alleyways you know so we used to just throw those in the alleyways and let the kids play ball you know we used to drag that right back into the alleyways back into park x and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so right away fence everything up fence everything <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was crazy, crazy. Love Park X, man. Love my hood for real, for real. <laughs> Big respect, bro. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's cool, man. I know I'm, I'm really enjoying this because it's like, again, this is all part of Montreal <laughs> history. This is that like real anecdote shit. This also, it's like what your culture was growing up. This is like actually the city. This is actually the life. 
because none of it's like that today. Everything's different now. That's great. I can tell you, I can believe that. I can believe that. I'm not out there as much now, but I can believe that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically you were saying 15, 16, you were going around and you started to move forward, I guess, with stuff. Well, yeah, exactly. So basically, uh, that's it. So basically, I um, I started really, you know, focusing on what to put out first, which is what I should have gave you first, because I forgot to make you run that, which was actually a big track that was actually on um, uh, Music uh, Music Plus. Yeah, if you want, um, after we can run that. Yeah, which is actually the MTL Anthem. Okay. Big song, big, big song. That's with me in action. Like I said, big up to action. Definitely, you know, he definitely uh, was able to see a bigger picture when it came to like this music thing. Because again, we didn't have no internet. So we definitely had to make it work for us. TV was always the key. TV, I think, is still always going to be the key. If you're not on TV and, you know, it's easy to drop a video, you know, on is YouTube and all these things. You Montreal know? Anthem? Yeah, Action Man. Yeah, if you want. Uh, it's actually it's actually MTL Anthem. And it's by I-K-S-H-U-N, Man, on this. And yeah, Action exactly. Man. Awesome. If you want, we can, I can, I might have to cover you up, though, for the, the screen. But I can yeah, play that right fine. now. Suppose if we're, like, talking about this today, it is history that y'all were making. Oh, that was some predictive shit, though. Um... Yo, that's fucking dope, dude. That was fucking, that was yeah. dope, dude. That's a fucking, that's 2006, and you're like, Eddie, yeah. Are you making that earworm <laughs> shit, dog? As much as the verses are fire, everybody was singing your part. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, you know what? I, I, I know people still step up to me and tell me, yo, they, they still play that. They still play that in the hood. They, yo, they like, that's like, the, that's, that's, that was like, honestly, like, it, it took me even out of surprise because I told you like TV is very powerful and I learned that off of that. Like when that played on TV, like I was getting phone calls like, yo, 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 back to back. And it was like, I knew this was it. This was it. That like, I'm taking it from there. So definitely it was a blessing in disguise to have, you know, uh, been able to, to, to come up with that. And you know something, that track, that track, that chorus, you know, it, I'm, I'm probably going to go a little further with that because that track, um, I was inspired by, I, I grew up off of DMX. Hey, I hear it. DMX. Yeah, DMX is one of my favorites. Yeah, I grew up off DMX. DMX is like, he was he was basically definitely a lifesaver for me, uh, you know, as a youth. You know, so definitely, you know, uh, growing up to him, trying to find myself you know i got me a pity i grew up off a lot of pits i used to even wear like a, i had a wicked dog chain you know i had a nice gold dog chain i used to go to school uh high school my dog chain i was heavy like people didn't know me i didn't recognize it. they were like oh yeah. who's this nigga so it's different you know it's different <laughs> but dmx definitely played a big part in that in that role right there that's when um but that's a little a little bit yeah, I would say around them times when I really started getting into like, because I think I had a I had another song prior to that that was really good too, but this one here was TV, it was all TV, so definitely yeah, good, love that track. DMX is a cool influence. He's like one of the first rappers I ever like heard. Not even gonna yeah. lie. 
Straight, straight. It was the, the Volume 3 album. And, you know, Party Up was, like, a fucking smash hit when I got into music. So, like, I've been the biggest oh, DMX fan. I used to go by HSR. And when I do What's My Name, I just go, HSR. If y'all want it, you gotta I just fucking <laughs> drop my, like, you know, I yeah, fucking yeah. love it, man. DMX is literally. Yeah, that's, a good, that's a nice entrance. That's a nice entrance. He's one of my favorite rappers, like, ever. I'm like, absolutely. I'm just waiting for that album. Like that album. Absolutely. I don't care when it comes. I'm waiting for it for the rest of my life if I have to. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, yo. Yeah, every, I think for me, it was the first album that really did it for me. And then the second album was like another part of my chapter in my life, mm. which I felt definitely, um, you know, outspoken and you know you know as you when you're a kid them time you don't know what's going on so you just be like doing whatever but definitely we had fun when you know growing up with dmx you know definitely <laughs> that's dope though i like that i like the fact that you know we people can just bond over music like that and have a shared kind of influence but that's cool so all right, so you're you're in the area and you guys make that happen. But tell us a bit more about how you made this song, because that's a big fucking tune. So talk about the story of how this song came to be, because that's a fucking cool thing. Yo, honestly, um, it's funny because I'm telling you, like when when well, action action, me me and action always made great music. That's one thing I can say. I can say. We always end up putting our head together and we always had a, a, a chemistry when it came to good music. So when it came to, and, and, and one thing about me, that's one thing that I was always, and still am, uh, I think I'm, I, I personally think like when it comes to choruses, you know, I could probably be one of them acons, you know, so <laughs> yeah, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. So personally, you know, I mean, I know a lot of great, great guys that know how to come up with choruses, but I'm good at it. So it's something I'm good at. So um just by being able to like express myself and again growing up off of dmx that that beat just the beat alone just spoke that you know what i mean so it just came out that way so i just i just gave it to him and the rest was history action already he's 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 wicked with the pen so you know what i mean put two and two together but putting it out there to let people know this is our song yeah man we, we definitely we definitely went downtown you know we we, we hit it up downtown and uh made made it out with the big big, big box big speakers uh yeah we bumped that to yo left yeah, and right literally did crazy. that yeah 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 we, we went off we went <laughs> yeah 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 for sure for sure it was crazy we had people honestly like yo not that i'm proud of it but you know like yo people some people off flipping cars not flipping but like you know pushing cars and jumping on yeah it was crazy it was crazy yeah we made noise like that we made <laughs> it was crazy tell you as kids man it's crazy no but like well how old were you when that happened oh no we're bro we're like freak man no more than 17 18 going on yeah about that 17 18 yeah that's some crazy um, shit no, but what's really interesting is like when we think about today, right? And why I love this this experience of talking to people like you is a lot of us talk like nobody ever did anything in Montreal. Y'all yeah. like yeah. made this banger that people still have heard. Y'all promoted it with such ingenuity, right? Like to, so far, nobody I've talked to has gone with a boombox and played their shit downtown to be heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. That's fucking yeah, cool. Definitely. 
Now, yeah, I don't recommend doing that nowadays because people are fucking weird about that shit. I'm actually, that's the one thing. The one thing I'm a little bit jealous of, of like the older times, is that. Like, for some reason, you're not allowed to play music in public anymore and people get fucking weird about it. Put on your damn headphones and get the fuck out. But, like, that seems like a cool thing. And I love the yeah. fact that people were receptive to your tune. So, in a sense, it's like a way you could have validated, like, is this a hot song or not? And it was clearly yeah. hot. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah it's a good song, man. Did, had you already shot the video at that point, or did you go on to shoot the video after that? Well, it was actually prior to that day of shooting the video. You know, because we took some time, you know, we had some prior today. So we, we're already inviting people to come shoot with us. Plus, you know, we're blasting the song in the park. Okay, and okay. Getting, so it was like... It was crazy, 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 definitely crazy. <laughs> Yo, shout out where tag for the follow. Just that's the rules. You gotta shout out people when they follow. That's fucking dope. For um, sure, give everybody shout outs. You know what it is, and it's love. But that's so cool, dude. I really love how you're just describing. How did you guys actually shoot that video? How did you get the camera? How did you pull that off? That's um, that was all action. Honestly, action, uh, action already had it all set up, and it was crazy because I was actually he was calling me. He's like, yo. He he already shot his parts, and the the I, it was actually a, a a girl and a guy, and uh, she's like, "Yo, I'm about to dip. If this guy is not coming, forget it. We'll just use your part." And uh, you know, she cuts up. I'm like, "Yo, I have to get in a taxi, drive all the way down, come." And then it was it was a wrap. From I came in and brought that energy in, and forget it. Everybody just people even. Regular people on the street were just stopping and clapping. They're like, oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> uh, that's dope, man. And you're like, because yeah, y'all got to understand, it's not just that he's doing this. Because look, anybody can go do that today and it's insignificant. Let's be real. He's doing yeah, this sure. in like 2005, 2006, yeah, at like yeah. 17, 18 years old. Yeah, in an yeah. era where doing this kind of thing is hard. Okay. Yeah, no. That's big respect, man. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a bit different back then. It's not like uh, it's not like now, but back then it was definitely a more a little bit more technical, you know. But yeah, it was it was fun. It was definitely more fun. You felt the vibes more than now. I feel like when you do videos, everybody's already know they know their position. You know, they as a all right. It's just another one of those. <laughs> but no, no, nah, nah, we had fun. We had fun. We had fun doing videos. Yeah, nobody in my team knows positions. We fucking suck. So I kind of get what you mean. We just learning on the fly. I'm, I'm sitting there shooting shit, and somebody's like, "Dude, you need to get a gimbal. Your shit sucks." I'm like, "Okay, now we got a gimbal on deck." And it's like we're learning how to use the gimbal. Half the shots have the fucking thing in it. I'm like, "Oh my god, yo!" But it's fun. We're at, so I kind of get what you're saying because nobody knows our parts here. But I have worked and I've done a couple of things where people did know their parts and I get exactly what you're saying with that. So that's a really interesting thing I never thought about before. I caught that like, that's a cool experience, man. Straight, straight, straight. Respect, respect. Definitely. Blessing, blessing in disguise. Definitely. So yeah, um, I guess what comes after that for you? Well, um, right after that, um, Honestly, we started looking into um, really starting to like get out there more. 
So we started hitting up shows, like shows, like we were doing shows after shows, even if they were like for free, like we used to do it at Club Soda. We used to open up for Club Soda. Uh, there was another one too on, uh, I'm not sure if the Club Soda was it, was it on Park Avenue? Uh, there was a spot on Park Avenue, Club Soda. We used to be there every weekend, opening up, you know, for certain artists. There was another one. Uh, by Saint Laurent, we used to Pretty open sure up. Saint Laurent. There's another one on Park Avenue, though. I'm not sure. It's right beside. It's right. It's right beside the. Um, I don't know if there's a. Back then, it was La Belle Provence. Right beside the La Belle Provence, there was a. There was a club. I'm pretty sure it was a club soda. Maybe it's a club soda. Honestly, I don't back know. Then, back then, back then. Yeah, back then. Uncle Cerise sure, but... knows what you're talking about, so it's a real thing. We know. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Yo, big up to Algo. Big up Tecuciano to Algo. Tecuciano says Le Saint Rialto. He's just listing places. Oh, yeah. There. Rialto. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We opened it. Yeah. Rialto was a crazy. Yo, that's. That's that's when yo that was a nice spot because it's it's still nice up to today. That place is very nice. We just actually did a show there not too long ago. Uh, I think it was uh, two three years ago with uh, some of my some of my boys. True hunger, big up the true hunger team. You know what it is? They out there too. So yeah, but basically that was it. We just wanted to start doing some shows. But what what how we fell off is like I wanted to get more out there and. Um, Action was not feeling that, you know, action was very more business oriented. So I was just more like, yo, I just want to get out there. You know what I'm saying? I just want to get out there have some fun and get the music going. But he was more, you know, conservative. Let's just get this music, concentrate and uh, focus on like, you know, getting this music on TV, which is definitely the key. I, I've never, uh, you know, uh, doubted that. But for me, it just was, it was like, okay, whatever, man. We, yo, they know we on TV, man. Let's go. Let's get on the roads. You know what I'm saying? So mm. that's when, you know, things started like uh, saying, you know what, let me just do my own thing. So uh, during them time, I started, you know, refining myself because again, um, as, as I was going through all that, I was actually, you know, just building up a lot of choruses. Like I said, I was very good at choruses. And I was letting, you know, action, you know, take over the, the verses. Mm. So now I got to put on verses. So not only am I doing courses, now I got to find verses. So I got to put verses together. So now I got to refine myself and redabble and how am I going to do that and da da So I started doing that. And then that's when I met America. Okay. Mr. America himself, you know. So uh, that's exactly when, you know what I'm saying, uh, the magic started happening. Mr. Magic Man himself put things together and, you know, uh, it started from there, you know, so that's when the, the, the whole history started kicking in, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. Bless, bless, bless you. Yeah, I yeah, know. I feel like uh, this is the kind of shit where being remote is totally cool because if I sneeze, you're not going to trip over your nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, eh? It's just like me and my fucking. I can't, I, I can't spray you with the, with, with, with the, uh, <laughs> nah. with the, with, with, what do you call that? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know worst. what the fuck they got in there spraying you with. Fuck. 
the Lysols and whatnot. But yeah, this has never happened. I've never had like sneezing and shit go on on an interview. So my bad for that. I'm just rolling. No, with don't it. worry. That, that's actually that's actually a good sign. So, so if somebody's thinking about you, or you about to get some good buku bucks. Yo, let's hope that's the... there. That would be lovely, man. Buku bucks <laughs> yeah, would be yeah. a lovely thing in life. Not to say that Jay. I'm not. I, I look, I, all things considered, I'm in a good position, and I cannot complain. I mean, I can, but Jay. I won't complain. Because there's a lot of people that really do have some hard times right now, and I respect and love to them, and I wish them all the best and stuff. But yeah, you know, things are, things are kind of okay for me. Kind of okay. There you go. Salute, salute to that. Many let it stay like that, you know. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, let's get back to you. So you're you're. What was interesting was the idea of how you guys would have. You had your different focuses, so he's more interested in the business. And I guess in the back end, you're going to get a lot more money out of being on TV. So he's thinking about it like that, maybe. And you're like, let's go on the road and kind of push that grind. And then, well, well yeah, but more he was because I, I don't want to I don't want to put it like that. I don't want to put it like that because it, it, he was very good with the royalties. Right. And I'm not even it's saying about it the like in, a, in a disrespectful kind of way. Like I'm thirty. Yeah, yeah. No, right I get now. you. I get you. I'm saying, yo, if I'm smart about that shit, I'm actually doing that shit. So I'm saying it with actually like more, yo, pay attention to what he's saying here. Yeah. That's where yeah, like yeah, the money sure. is. So it's not meant for to sure, be. For sure. Because yo, one of the biggest things that um I think a lot of artists are struggling with right now is how to monetize effectively, right? And how to yeah, actually exactly, get out there. Exactly. But like I know yeah, exactly. my dude uh, Meyer Clarity got his song up on that Kim's Convenience show, and you know like mm -hmm. I'm certain every now and again he gets a little check for that. Yeah, so for like, sure, exactly. So like it's cool that you brought that you need up. That. Yeah, you need that. You need that. You need that. Definitely, royalties is what you know makes you dibble dabble in the game and let you have the freedom to go out there and you know express how you want to express yourself, especially when you're putting up your own shows. So, you know what I'm saying? It's very important to get that, get that, get that part done. But at that time, I was like, yo, I'm already hot. I could just go out there. I, yo, guy could say, yo, he wants a chorus. That's 50 bucks right there. Da -da -da -da, whatever. Da -da -da. Okay, let's go. So that's how Hold I was up. You were selling choruses more... off the jump? Yeah, yeah. What? I'm not going to name no names, but yeah. No, that's sure, not, bro. that's not like... <laughs> no, because, yo, that's a big conversation you see online here and there. Yo, selling verses, selling choruses, and this and that. And yeah. I'm like, yo, it actually makes sense. Um, you know, like, the big guys actually pay each other. You know, like, it, yeah. it might it might be formalities and shit, but they actually do pay each other for their features and shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Like, sometimes, you know, like, it's not every one of them I would, I would charge or whatever. Sometimes I would just feel like, yo, I think I can hear one of my dupes them, you know, like, he would this would sound nice if yeah, he, he signed this you know so let it i give it to him you know what i'm saying but um yeah that was that was definitely that was definitely one of the hustles i was that i was good at i was able to get out there and do that you know but um other than that i i think i i should have paid more attention to the royalties the royalties would have been hit you know especially with tracks like mtl mtl anthem you feel me so that should have been the number right there but at the same time, I still want to just kind of pivot back, yo, because, like, you still need that. So, like, you're you're right in the sense that in the big picture shit, so me sitting here, I already, you know, my bills is paid, all that kind of shit is good. Now I can sit there and go, mm, yeah, royalties, that makes sense. But that's always, like, the hindsight, right? At the end yeah. of the day, 
I could probably make more money if I actually were to try to hustle my songwriting services in some way or another. Like, who the fuck knows? Maybe I could go ahead yeah, and sell yeah. some lyrics to the next man's for 50 bucks, 100 bucks here and there. I could literally yeah. shit a fucking 16 out of my ass in an hour. So it's not like I care that much about selling yeah, some shit yeah. here and there. So even as you're talking to me, I'm going, yo, why am I not trying to even try to do that? I mean, I'm not trying to like say I'm the best or whatever, but fuck it. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. there's a couple hundo here that I could make. Of course. That's that's part of the market. That's part of the market, right? So that's one thing about, you know, Jamaica. Um, like, that's what we're good at in Jamaica when it comes to the music. We do dubs. You know, we do dub plates. Yo, explain that shit. Just assume right. when you talk about, if you start the sentence yeah, yeah, with sure, in Jamaica, sure. remember, I'm white as fuck. <laughs> And you gotta break that down. Yeah, 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 for sure, <laughs> for sure. No, so yo, dub plates is basically like you see my verse that I'm singing. Okay, if it's a if it's a hit, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that verse. Now, you as a DJ, okay, mm. you're a DJ. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna ask me as the artist to use my big verse to cut you a track. And on that track, let's say if I'm on that track, let's let's break it down like let's say I'm 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 flaunting or or not just flaunting but like or I'm talking like you know like a, it's like a you know like a gun track or I'm flaunting track. But now because you're you're cutting the track, I'm gonna come in your studio, I'm gonna re-record the track, but make it about you as the DJ. Wait, say that again? So, so, Wiz, right? DJ Wiz, right? Let's say I would say like, um, no, I, budging without my safety well instead of me saying no i i ain't budging i'm gonna say dj was a budging without no safety three cousin three gun because you know so i'm making it up i'm making that track about you so the purpose of that now you get what i'm saying yeah i get it so you would go to all the different places and then re-record it about this person Not, not not me, but okay, like but I'm saying, I'm let's say like, like people in general. Yeah, it, exactly, exactly. But these are like these are artists. But the purpose of that now is to is to basically between DJs. So let's say because I have a passion for that, you have a passion for that, but you got to bring out the best tracks. You know that's like banger. That's gonna make you know like gonna be hit for hit. So let's say you would go get E40. And I would go get like, you know, I don't know if I, I, I don't know. I shouldn't have used E4 because I don't know. I don't know if he has track. But he pretty much, he was on a versus, that versus track. Okay. Like the versus track now, you know, like they do there with on, on, on YouTube. Yeah. It's the same concept, but now let's say it's the DJs them doing it towards each other. So same the DJs concept. are basically getting all of y'all or all of these guys in the studio. And they're all being sure. like, yo, let's get it again. And they all kind of doing their own version of the track yeah. where they get him to take I, his hot verse 
and make it their own. And so he gets a bunch of free promo from all these DJs who are now pushing their version of his shit. So he's like, fuck, exactly. yeah. Uh, exactly. And all the DJs is trying to make their dub, I guess, the best one possible. So exactly. I'll, but but watch this. This is where you win, though. This is where you win. If if you can, if you know that you like, if I know that I'm battling you, if I can get you know that artist to come and talk shit about you on that track, big track, I'm calling you out now. Now that just made it a little bit more interesting. Okay. You know what I'm saying you know if he, if he can get Eminem to spit some shit talking. You know, he's the baddest DJ and fuck da 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 and this, this and that on the same track that that's banging right now. Yeah, yeah, he wins right there on a level, you know, so it becomes big. It's it's a really big competition, you know, so it definitely opens up the market for artists, you know, to kind of uh, hustle, have that hustle, because a lot of the DJs have that compassion. It's really big. Sound Clash is a very big thing, but, you know, uh, I can't say for for North America. I'd say that. Yo, but it's um, <laughs> it's a really interesting thing, right? Because like, I don't fully understand that culture. I know that there's a lot of reusing of reusing stuff, right? But like, it's contextless to somebody like me. And I even have this conversation with some people. I'm like, I know there's a degree of of sharing stuff that happens, and like when we talk about it, we're like, yeah, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense because, um even at like a cultural level, right? Like me and mine's tend to use I a lot more. Even the sense of cultural identity can be kind of traced back into the idea of an I. And then I started talking to, you know, people from the islands and other places and the idea of an I and identity is kind of tied into this notion of we and ours, right? So even at that point, mm -hmm. right? So we think ownership mm -hmm. right away. We go right to that. You know, you have to have exclusivity with your music or it's not hot. And in a sense, your your version of it is just a very more uh, I don't know another way. Not it's not so tight. It's more like spread the love with it, and the hottest is gonna rise, and it doesn't matter. And it's almost like you imagine if that was going on now. And because yo, I have this feeling that beat makers and producers is about to take over heavy in the scene, right? So imagine mm -hmm. they all hear this. Yeah, like, yeah. Yo, let's do this, and they start fucking jumping on people's tracks yeah. like that. Already the next yeah, month, yeah. <clears throat> was like, yo, let me remix one of your tracks. I'm like, yo, say word. I'm yeah, like, yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I see this. Well, well, they sort of do. They have what well, they have their own kind because you know they're not gonna do it like raw like that because you know. But it's similar to like what David. I think David Geta. David Geta is pretty good at that. He's he's pretty good. He works with a lot of artists and he makes his own cuts. But that's on a on a on a beat on the instruments type of level. But you know, so there's different ways to work with it. Again, there's it's so much ways to hustle when it comes to being an artist and just how you maneuver the thing. You know, what I'm saying and who you're working with. You know, so it's it's a, it's a it's it's a great great. It's a it's definitely you know it's it's, it's, it's the passion, rest the passion to be in, man. You gotta love music. You gotta love music. Yeah, but it's definitely a cultural side to that because you can love music in a very different way than that, but still love music. Absolutely. But I love the Absolutely. fact that you're sharing this because at the end of the day, we're trying to bridge gaps, right? So you just helped me understand like a lot of things in a way that I never understood before. <clears throat> so that's fucking stay, cool. Stay. Respect, so it, respect. All right, so I don't remember why we started talking about dubs, but let's so, go back to that. So, so yeah, so yeah, 
Ba yeah, so basically that was basically it. So that that kind of like, you know, like what I'm saying, when for me, I was more concentrated on just, you know, getting out there and just being vocalist. So that's what I did most of the time. But when I when I met with um, Merker. Right, right, Merker. Yeah, yeah. It, then that's when the things started rolling because definitely Merker's always been a mentor. He's actually a brother of mine. He's like blood. Straight up, blood, 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 blood. You know, like deep blood, like heavy. <laughs> can go, can go around it, no matter what. So it's definitely there. So um, he definitely a lot of a lot of the things he said definitely, you know, is one hundred percent accurate. There's not a lie in that. You know, I remember, yo, I remember one time, man, we went to uh, we cut up some, we cut up, we cut up a. Uh, the diamond one i think that was the second album the second mm -hmm. album we cut lost elastic was um um lost my soul right that one um we went to uh ottawa to go to go uh perform and uh yeah it was crazy it was crazy yo the hustle was real we loved that like those type of moments like yo you cherish because we were like a team like we were like we had uh, we had the MVP. I don't. I think it was called the MVP van. I don't know if he remembers that van, but that van was crazy. That shit, that shit took us everywhere. We could. I could. I could swear a little bit, right? You can swear a lot. There's, okay, so you can't <laughs> use the R word. That one's a bad word. Anything that the LGBTQT plus community would get mad at you for, uh, don't say those yeah, ones yeah. either. And yeah, otherwise, sense. all the fucks and shits and that kind yeah, of stuff, we all yeah, fucking good. Sense. All right, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, so basically, yeah, that that was the MVP that took us around enough places. But we were building, we were building tracks, you know. So I came in there, and that was with Getaway. Right. Came in there with Getaway, but yo, before that, I was we were focused on so much things. I think my first time, I, 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 I um really showed him that I was serious. I said, yo, I said, yo, man, we're getting out of the studio. We got to get out of the studio. I said, yo, I'm taking your CD. We're going to go play your CD in the club. I said, we're gonna go, yo, I'm going to make this guy play this shit in the club. Mm. Go in the club. We grab ourselves a VIP seat. You know, yeah, Cali was swaggerific like that. You know, that's how we had it. <laughs> you know, VIP. Yeah, yeah. Fancy guy. <laughs> no, but he was cool. He was cool. But I'm saying, yeah, he was big. So then, boom, now, you know, we sat there and I'm like, yo, I see the DJ and I'm like, yo, wait a minute. That's my, yo, you gonna see, here's a CD. Yo, play that track. And the first track I played for that, I said, yo, don't play nothing else. I just want you to play this track. And that's a track called, um, the one he did with Akon. Mm. I won't. Yeah, that's a big tune. Big tune, big tune, big tune, big tune. When the, yo, when that went in the club, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now everybody wanted, everybody want to buy a bottle now. Oh, okay, everybody knows how to buy a bottle now. Yeah, yeah. We opened up the club. It was beautiful. So from there, yeah, we started taking music more serious when it came to it. You know, so definitely it was a pleasure. Definitely uh, learning from uh, Cali. Uh, he taught me a lot when it comes to even like. Uh, knowing how to put these things together because i wasn't learning that with action i would just come go in the booth do my part go and that's it engineers i'm out but now i got 
more, you know, personal with learning all these things, you know, so uh, definitely, you know, was a game changer from there, you know, but by then uh, my youths were born, my kids were born. So my firstborn, my firstborn when, yeah, he was born in the 03. Okay. So, you know, so by then I was like, uh, 19, 18, yeah, 19. Yeah, 19. So, yeah, you know, so it kind of slowed me down a little bit, but yo, we kept going, we kept going. We're pushing, pushing some music, doing everything good. We're still, still performing. We're doing, uh, we had a homeboy, uh, one of our homeboy, big up to Knox, uh, Knox. One of the shakas, them knocks. Definitely, uh, he had a thing going on where we, every weekend we used to go to this spot and little cafe, nice, beautiful spot downtown. You know, people would come in, and uh, yeah, we used to do shows over there. And yeah, really, truly, and yo, we used to go out there and sell CDs for real, for real. CDs was a thing. I remember times, yo, we used to drive all the way so far just to go get. The CD, uh, the CD, uh, the cover for the CD, we had to go to like some, some factory way out and yo, it was not like now that you just printed out. No, no, no. Yo, it was work. It was work. So definitely, yeah, man, it was, it was fun to do these things. Definitely. So, uh, that's where basically I got to learn a lot of like, you know, uh, putting these things together when it comes to like recording myself, you know, and actually seeing the difference between, you know, you know, from a, 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 a guy that just masters it and I'm going to send it to your email and then, okay, we were good to go. That's it, you know? Mm. So definitely, definitely. So for you, it's like really important then to, uh, to learn all the steps in making a song. Absolutely. Absolutely. Once I, once I got that opportunity, I definitely didn't take it for granted. Uh, because again, Remember, it was like, in the beginning, you know, you have it like that, but that's not what you're looking at. You're just like, okay, let me just try to find myself, uh, you know, I'm just going to try to put two and two together. And now you go, you just, you're, you're in the studio, you learn about, you just pay your little $20 an hour. To, yeah, it was $20 an hour. Just go in the booth, come out, and that's it. But now it was like a minute. So definitely, I, I definitely took every, every, I soaked in every, every day of it. So, you know, I remember times that I wouldn't even sleep. Yo, I wouldn't sleep. I was just like, yo, rolling on, I wouldn't sleep just to find a course. I wouldn't sleep. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't sleep, man. I got deep with it, deep with it. I wouldn't sleep. Like hearing, if, if, I, if I didn't play a track over a hundred times, 200 times, just before I get like the right two bars, four bars, forget it, forget it, forget it. People hate it. They hated me in the studio. We were like four or five of us in there. <laughs> nah, it's cool, man. I really appreciate it. Um, so I guess uh, after that Merker phase, you guys are doing your thing. Are you guys also performing during that? I guess you are. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. Heavy, mad performance. We were a killing performance, man. Like, but that was the thing, like once, once, once the CDs came out, I really had to draw them out. I was like, yo, we're going to perform, we're going to perform. And it just, we just got better with it. Definitely with time, we got better with it. But like, yo, cause I was so used to performing that when I, when I went with them, 
um, we were finding ourselves, but like the music was out there, but we got to get out there and perform. Mm. And yeah, yeah, trust me, that was that was one of the best things we used to love doing was going out and performing. So yeah, 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 we definitely put in that work when it comes to like, uh, you know, doing shows. And mind you, like we're not getting paid no buku bucks and I not, you know, it was like, yo, we were doing this like it was nothing, you know what I'm saying? We weren't looking at it like, oh, you know, we're going to be major superstars doing this, but, you know, we wanted to get our name out there. Make people know that, yo. Anything, a lot of people have said many positive things about you to me in the last couple of weeks. So you effectively got your name out there and are well-loved yeah. by people today. So it worked. <laughs> respect, respect. And I got mad love for them too, because honestly, it's like, you know, like definitely, you know, you can go out there and just, you know, re rebrand, you know, your, your ally, you know, cause KB Turcoleone, you know, that's, he's, he's, he's good at what he does, but that's not him in this house. I tell you that you know, I got a different name in this house. You know what I'm saying? So KB Turcoleone, I tell you, he's, he's a character out there. So he's got to have that energy straight up out there. So. Uh, definitely, you know, uh, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And, and the people then like, you gotta, you gotta be able to express with your people them. So like that, when you, when you go out there, it's like, you have your city on your back, the back, your, your city's going to hold you down. You, you, when you go to America, you know, say, yo, boom, who are you? You call you call Montreal. You say, "Yo, you got the Montreal just like screaming on the phone." That's how you work. You know, that's how you work as a team. Like we gotta be like more connected here in Montreal. So for me, that was more important to make sure that I can work with you know the people then that actually do want to put out the work too. That's why I like I dig up to minds like Frost. You know, Frost is definitely doing his things. Eye blast, you know, uh, chemo, like so much, so much. So really, like it's a guy. It'd be unfair for me to start naming because like too many reels, too many reels to be left out. <laughs> right. But that's cool because that's basically like the golden era is what I'm calling it for now. Not to say that there won't be like a new era, but that like 2008 to 2012, 13 era is possibly like the best era of success where there was a hot runner artist that did a lot of things. The shows were proper. Everything was facts. happening. Facts, facts, definitely, definitely. I, I look up to like minds like that dude. You know, like uh, was out there. Like big up to like uh, Dirt Work and Magnum. I looked up to those guys. They were they're a little older than me. So like definitely, when I looked at them, I was like, oh shit, okay, yeah, maybe I do need to step up my game a little bit on some levels, you know, but. I didn't look at it in no personal way because it's nothing like, you know, I mean, we are going through it together, but, you know, I, I, I if I would have looked at it more on a, a the, for, from the royalties and stuff like that, I could have used that to my advantage to go get what I actually was trying to accomplish, you know, mm -hmm. from the beginning. So uh, it, it was just, you know, it was in the end, again, like with me in action, it was bad communication. If we actually had that kind of business aspect of putting them two together, we would have been definitely way out i can show you i can actually show you a video where you wu-tang 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 live still I'm, if i'm pretty sure if it's still on uh on youtube it's probably still on youtube wu-tang 
telling action he needs to get out of Montreal and come fuck with them. You hear me? Yeah. 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 Straight up. Get out of Montreal and come roll with us. Come fuck with us. Yeah, dog. It was like, yeah, our name ring bells. Yeah, that's going to be a lot but, harder to find. <clears throat> but that's fair. I believe I, you that I, it happened. I promise. I promise. That definitely. Definitely. I wouldn't even lie if my mother, if I, God, Everyone believes if I you, tell man. you. But I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure if you go on his page, you'll find it because he, he, he mentioned it a couple of times. Like, yo. Um, I'll check that real quick. Easy. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, while I'm checking that. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, I don't see it. But yeah, fair enough. I believe you. It definitely happened. We're just definitely, definitely, definitely. If I if I find if I find it, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Cool. I definitely appreciate that. Definitely send it to you. Definitely. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's crazy that uh, you know going through that with um, with Cali. Um, learning the basic of the music uh definitely opened up my eye and even trying to figure out the whole branding thing and everything so that's what kind of you know uh got me more involved of understanding you know the business side of everything so now i started focusing more on the business side right so <clears throat> i guess then uh what happened when do you uh do you, do you stop working with Cali at a certain point? Do you start going your own way? In a sense, yeah. After, after, um, yeah, basically, uh, after that, um, I figured out, uh, you know, like, you know, I can, you know, give some more time because, you know, the studio, you know how it goes sometimes when you're too much in one house, you know, shit definitely comes on. That's just how the game goes. Right. But it was all love. It was nothing like, oh, no, no, no bias. There was no bias. We still, we still talk to each other. We still love each other. It's always like that, but it's just this part of the game. So, you know, um, with that being said, yeah, definitely. I, I, he, he definitely taught me my thing. You know, I got, like I said, I had my first, my first born, I moved out and went straight in the woods and stuff like that. So um, it was harder for me to get down to him and him get to me and stuff like that. So I said, you know what? I'm going to figure out a way to kind of like, you know, make things work for both of us. So I started recording myself. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, from there, that was, a, that was a wrap. But then when I started recording myself, I made more, more sense out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to make more sense and not just try to just make music just to make music and then put them out which i did i did a couple like those those two tracks i'm a soldier i'm a soldier i did that myself you know what i mean I, I did that myself learning the little stuff from from cali and put that out but it's like shit listening listening to it now it may sound good but i can see some tweakings there that i could have i could have definitely fixed you know but i mean it was back i could day. play yeah, I could play you a Tupac track right now. You're like, God damn. <laughs> if you, if that, that, if that's not like, and that's not like on a tape. I still have Snoop Dogg's first tape there. You know what I'm saying? Right. The, uh, the, the dog pound. If you hear that shit, that shit sound like, yo. <laughs> no, yeah, I yeah, I trust. Sound quality is a fascinating thing to go back to over time. Especially because all of the stuff we know now, even like, 
Miguel, it's it's pretty like crazy when you find those engineers that were able to make stuff sound good no matter what throughout the whole. Sure. Shout out to engineers. I just want to say it a sure. lot. Like engineers really do like the work to make everything yeah. sound pretty. It's true. It's true. It's true. And that was the key, you know. So for me, that was that was basically the cure. Like I'm not here to take away anything from any engineer, or I'm not trying to. For me, I I didn't want to. I don't want to do both like that so i i just said let me record and uh do the little bit i can do but if you know just to give them an idea and then send that out to whoever can mix and master that properly so that's basically my whole idea when it comes to recording you know i'm totally with you um i have my guy and uh i email him my files but to be fair we spent a lot of time working in the same room for years before we got to that and then it just was like we got a little bit older and it got a little bit easier to just email demand files right exactly just kind of what exactly. it is so that's that's basically what it is now so but like uh, yeah yeah but no. now basically go ahead sorry no i was gonna say um having your own gear is uh really important i think it's something I did. Yeah. It's something you did. And I think it's like a huge money saver. No disrespect yeah. to the studios. Look, look yeah. I ever have like a major, major big tune. And I think there's really like something, something. And I put out something and it starts getting crazy buzz. I'll fucking go pay some money to re-record that shit. Okay. Yeah, exactly. 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 That's that's basically the, 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 the point. Because you, you don't want to go in the studio with a brand new instrument instrumental and then you're you're wasting beer hour uh, you know you're wasting hours and for what and then you could be doing this at home you hear how you want to sound how you want to kind of put it together because vocals now are different it's not like you just go in there and it's just like like i, I play with notes i'm very good with notes when it comes to my voice Big so, facts. you know what i mean so like uh, i look into these things before i even try to go into the studio and take that kind of time and it, and it knocks I mean, they may like it because they, they're going to charge you anyways at three hours minimum. So might as well, you know, put in the right work for it. You know what I'm saying? No, it's a, it's a big deal too. And even if you want to get signed, right? Um, so I was talking to this guy that worked with uh, Mace. Uh, and he back with the Puff Daddy era. And he was out there. He was one of the engineers at Daddy's house. And um, he was telling me how Mace would come on through, bang out two track an hour. Um, there you go. And uh, with that two track an hour, he saved Puff Daddy a lot of money. For and sure. Puff Daddy liked him a lot. For sure. That's true. I believe that. I believe that. Hell yeah. Because, you know, they're charging and, you know, it's not, their money's different. Remember, they're getting like $5,000 haircuts. So you can imagine how much studio time is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know but uh basically it's like the idea is that having the gear isn't even necessarily for the final product for those people that are really concerned yeah. about the aesthetic like look i get it yeah exactly if you're absolutely committed to going to man's and paying man's to record your shit with that quality go for it i'm not here to stop yeah you. yeah but having yeah, yeah, at home where you can get mm -hmm. a close enough sound and you know seriously i'll sit there when i'm recording and i'll do all sorts of shit I'll try you like this. I'll try you like this. Straight. Try you like this. And then you gotta Straight. like figure it out. Yo, do I wanna be Facts. angry? Am I sad? Facts. Am I happy? Facts. There's so many Facts. things to really think about when you really yo, the thing is is when you're in the studio and you got that three hour clock clicking, you start going, mm -hmm. Yo, I, yeah, I don't wanna yeah. like walk out yeah. with nothing. <laughs> so it's you true. Start going like, it's true. 
Let's that one's it. good enough. Okay, it's good enough. Yeah. And you put out some shit. And you yeah, know it's yeah. not actually good enough. It's true, it's true, it's true. It's true. That used to kill me, man. It used to bother me so much, man. Like, trust me, that was like my worst pet. Yo, what? Oh, fuck. <sighs> but now it's like, yo, sometimes it might take me a very long time to record a verse. For real, real. It really does. Yeah, yeah. But I love the yeah. fact that it doesn't cost me more money to record you know, exactly. a verse. And that's what it's basically you gotta one, cut corners. One time I actually recorded a song three times because I kept getting better. I finally I settled. Secretly I wanna do it again. No, I'm not, but like secretly. <laughs> but yeah. like, yo, yeah, that actually costs yeah. money over time is all I'm saying. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's basically it. And, and you know, like Cali, that's why I bless him. 100%. He gave me the time to kind of like be able to do that, you know, like I was able to just, you know, learn these things and make mistakes and man, when, it, when we talk about cut takes, take cuts, cuts, takes, he used to just take my notes and just be like, oh, let's put this, this, this together, this, this, some engineers, man, yo, I promise you, numbers are charging you to be cutting up shit and just putting them, trying to put them in one just to make one foot proper, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was not the same. So definitely, man, you gotta you gotta put things together. And again, you know, some like I definitely look at it like, yo, as an artist, just stick to being an artist because that's what you gotta focus on. Just yeah, stay it. there and write write songs. You know what I mean? Like, don't 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 cross your boundaries. So definitely, it was not here to cut no you know engineer at all. You know, it's just. Definitely to make the job easier for them, you know. But it's like just more efficient, cause yeah, I can tell you one thing: engineers also like it when you show up and wrap your verse ready to go. Yo, an engineer exactly. appreciates it. I mean, every engineer I've talked to on the low has kind of made the comment like, if they want to sit there and smoke a joint and talk to me for forty-five minutes, they can. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you're kind of like, yeah, yo, yeah. cause it, even like it, when I was younger, I was stupid with it. I thought it was just like yeah. it's like it's so cool to be in the studio and you're yeah, like yeah. yo I'm in the studio now yo can I smoke a joint in the yeah. studio okay but yo, but, smoking a but, joint takes 15 minutes right like that's yeah 15 yeah, minutes exactly. of my 30 dollar exactly. 40 dollar an hour session that yeah, I expect yeah. to smoke and, and you know, maybe you got to be in the zone fine whatever whatever exactly like, exactly but remember remember that's what it is because remember you're getting they they some of them is like two hours minimum. Remember, there's a minimum. They're not going to yeah. just, you know. So if it takes you an hour to cut, then you get an hour to smoke properly and listen to your shit. And then you have another hour to kind of like go back and forth on what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Especially like if it's professional, if you're, if you're already, you know, you did it at your cribs, you got an idea, you went in there, you banged it out properly the way you want. Now you get to actually kick back. You don't, you don't feel stressed out about putting your work. You can smoke two three splits and listen to the shit maybe you know the engineer might dabble a little bit and start engineering himself and you know give you a little too and then you know oh maybe let's go back and fix something and then you got that little extra hour so it definitely opens up for that three hour to give you the leverage of what you're looking for just how you do it yeah work facts. smarter you know but it's it all comes down to practice because you know we were talking about one takes that other guy and it's like the idea of one taking is kind of like like yeah are there moments where you open your mouth and a pure magic comes out and it's perfectly aligned. Yeah, of course sure. there are. But sure. most times 
you rap that shit a hundred times and it sounds good. <laughs> That's the kind facts, of. Facts. I mean, I wish. I like, yo, I. When I was young, I was like, yo, one day I'm going to get there. I'm going to be able to record everything. It's going to be fucking. No, you know what happened? <clears throat> I developed more vocal techniques, and recording takes me three times as long now. And then. Yeah. <laughs> Ad libs. You start thinking about that, and then the next thing, and then it's like, yo, it used to be like I recorded all three verses in forty-five minutes. It's now true. it's like a syllable. I don't think it's I like true. how that one syllable is. Fuck the verse. It's, it's, it's true. You know. You know. It's funny because we can actually get into the next part of my of my you know Love my it. my recording because that's actually a good good thing you said because that's what ended up happening with me when I, when I was actually, cause now I, I started, um, I started working with true hunger, big up to, uh, Jay diligent, definitely another mentor in my life. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to Jay, yo, he's, he's, he's definitely someone to go check him out when it comes to his music. He's a genius, a wizard. He's definitely another one on the list, just like Cali. I, 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 you know, they have their different style, but they definitely are too talented, you know, when it comes to engineering behind these keyboards, hands down. So, uh, I started, I started, you know, f fucking with him and getting a real sound out of understanding my voice. Cause not only was I was doing chorus and these things with with Cali and everything, but now I was learning from R and B singers because that's what that's what they do. They do R and B, and they're actually real R and B singers. So like, I was like, oh, this is insane. Blew my mind right there. So imagine me now recording here, and then have to go record at these guys' studio, and I'm doing my shit, and these guys are showing me some. Oh, well, you know, if you did that kind of harmony like this with what you just did, oh, that's crazy. And it blew my mind. So now exactly what you're saying was end up happening more frequently and frequently because every time I would do it here, it's like, yeah, I go there. Oh, my gosh. I look at him for two seconds and I feel like I could do it even better. So it was like, oh, my gosh, we'd spend hours and hours and hours. It was just it was another repetitive cycle. It was another cycle again. So definitely I understand what you're saying. Salute to that. I, I agree. Uh, do you ever have like a, a problem where like you just don't know where to end it? Like you're just in the middle of doing it. And every single fucking time you're trying to rhyme, rhyme it, you're like, yo, I can do it better. I can do it better. I can. And then you spend three, four hours, but then it starts getting worse. And then it starts getting worse. And then yeah. it starts getting worse. Yeah, yeah. And then you have yeah, no fucking yeah. idea. Then you wake up the next day and you're just like, fuck everything I did yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was the king of that. Mm. I was the king of that. I used to always be like, scratch it. I'm doing it over. And they, they, yeah, I was the king of that. I'm doing it over. I'm doing it over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I was definitely the king of that. I would tell them like, erase it. And they would be like, yeah, yeah, I'm erasing it. And they wouldn't erase nothing. They yeah, kept they everything. They Absolutely. think they, they think I'm, I'm yes. I'm just so if they're watching or if they ever watch you guys, I know you kept the shit. I know. Yeah, I know yeah. you kept it. They keep every fucking thing, every fuck, keep every every little thing like that too, right? They, my engineer would be like, "Yo, that fuck you did at the end." I'm gonna put that in the ad lib bank. It's 
Skinner. And then for all I know, that showed up in a track four or five months later, right? Like that could even be a thing that happened. Anyway. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I I agree. Yeah, man. So yeah, definitely. Um, learning from these guys, you know, uh, uh, moving more into like um, getting to know my sound was definitely a great impact. But by then, before into that, when I um, when I when I when I left uh, when I when you know when we went our ways, you know, uh, with with Cali. The, the, let's call it the Cali production because that's really what it was, Cali production, right? Um, the marketing of it was very unique and I wanted to get into that myself. So that's when I came up with my own logo, okay. the Royal Lace, you know, the Royal Lace Enterprise and uh, took that more serious now. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I did turn, you know, the Royal Lace Enterprise into a business. And not just like musically, but entertain in entertainment. Can you clarify the difference between those two things as far as how you see it? Entertainment is everything that involves anything that can have loud music around it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. I like that definition you know, like, a lot. Yeah, because you know, one thing I learned, like you know, like. I started, I started looking into like, you know, the, the things that I feel like that grab, especially here in Montreal is that we have so much talent and in so much broad different things. So, you know, I started looking into like people that are good at comedy, people are, that are good at uh, art, you know, like they know how to paint, they know how to, they know, you know, they know how to do things. So. We always brought music around it, but at the same time, we were able to open up, let people like open up shows, you know, for, you know, let the youngins open up a show for comedy shows and stuff like that. But this was important. Like you got to wear the brand, you know what I mean? So you wear the brand, go on stage, you know, do your thing or do your painting and look nice. And these are things I wanted to develop. So that's what I, I took the Royal Lace Enterprise as into entertainment. I like that. And I like that because I feel like I can relate to that myself. I mean, <clears throat> I started off rapping in 2012. So that's when I come into the game. And I spent about four years trying to be Mr. Rapper Man. Mr. And I'm the worst kind of guy, dude. I'm the I'm a save the city type fucker. So I did that <laughs> for a couple of years. That didn't do yeah. me any good. Plus, I know yeah. fuck all about hip hop. Didn't do me any good. So I got my yeah. education on. But then I started uh, creating so, so. this behind that suit thing. But that's kind of like the bigger thing now. It's not even an I. It's a we, right? Like, there's three exactly. of us right now that's fucking running exactly. this shit. Uh, so, like, it's exactly. a bigger thing. And it made exactly. me have, like, more perspective with shit, right? And it's it's not just music. It's 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 everything. It's whatever. Yeah. Like, yo, we're going to start a cypher. You know, we're going to start yeah. a this. We're going to start a that. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's like, I love what you're saying. I like the internet version because I understand that better. But I feel like what you're doing at this time is like the equivalent of what I'm trying to do here on Twitch. So I fuck, yeah, exactly. I fuck with what you're saying is super heavy. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, like I said, like, yeah, you may, you, you, you know, you even, you may as a, as a, as a um, host, uh, no, who's the host? I'm the host. You're the uh, no, I think I'm the, I'm the host and you're, you're the interviewer you're the or whatever. Uh, interviewer, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. So, um, 
you know, you, you, you're now just doing more history on the artists at the moment, but maybe later in the future, you might want to bring on somebody here in Montreal that made an impact in Montreal that's concerning maybe into the art of, you know, maybe something else or entertaining, you know? Yo, so, even, even to that end, as much as I focused a lot on music, we had, um, you know how, you know how Merker Miyagi is going to be in that movie, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So I brought absolutely. on the guy who's making the movie. Yeah, there you go. About you that. I mean? And he's really yeah, exactly. not in hip hop. Like he's straight up go. a movie making. Like he has a whole company that deals with corporate America. Plus, yo, we booked that's Don Smooth, so we got Don Smooth that's, that's gonna come through exactly. on February first. So it's he's really legend. like we got this guy that came through earlier. It was in the chats, and he's this DJ down in Alabama. And so, like to me, like the dream is to get especially the producers and the videographers, the sound engineers. Yo, we had, yeah, like, yeah. these are the people that I think are almost more relevant to talk to in the big picture, mm -hmm. because yeah. I'm gonna be real with you. I know a lot of the rapper stuff already. Yeah, exactly. You guys, exactly. Are, not, to, not to say that you guys aren't wonderful. I love this shit, okay? I could have this yeah, conversation yeah, yeah. a million times and I'm never gonna get bored I of it. You. But when I talk to like a producer for like, it's like, yo, I'm taking like fucking notes the whole whole way through. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, one hundred, exactly, because that's that's the behind the scene, right? That's behind the scenes. So, you know, there's a lot more to talk about behind the scenes, and a lot more movements. You know, when you're in front of the camera and you're on stage, that's it. That's just one thing to do. You know what I'm saying? But when you're in the entertainment, you're definitely more opened up. So. You know, it's definitely a great, great way to experience, you know, another side of the, you know, the music itself, the business, the business, I would, you, you would call it that. That's what, that's what they call it now, the business. <laughs> you know, I say, oh, I mean, you're in the business. But it is a business, at least, I mean, it always was, but I mean, more so now than ever. Like, look, you can have a label or not, but mm. even to catch the eye of a label, you're going to have to have your business in order to catch the live eye of an, a label. Like, nobody's going to fuck with you if they don't think you're going to exactly. be able to generate revenue already. To do that means you need exactly. the business. Now you got to be talking about your brand. Yeah. You got to be talking about how your social media game being played. You got to be talking exactly, about exactly. all the different pieces that come through that kind of create the ensemble exactly. of what you are. So whether or exactly. not you want to do the business is kind of just there now so it's actually really yeah, useful that you're describing all of this because i think it's so fucking relevant to today it is it is absolutely and and i caught on to that by learning from cali because what we were we, yo we had we had the sweaters like right now i'm actually wearing um montreal this is montreal on my back this is uh, uh jungle Another great artist telling you, Bonka, Bonka. This is his, you know, so I, I support our own. But back then, you know, we were making this and giving these away. Just here, hold this, hold this, hold this, hold this. Just, we just wanted the, the, the name, the, the logo to be out there. But now it's like, you know, it's okay. You, you got followers, you got, just put a logo, put a little, Thing at the bottom you can sell your merch right there merch merch your merch right there merch merch whatever you call it right there underneath your little underneath your little facebook and you're good to go but 
you know, it's not the same. Back then, we actually wanted to make a name out of that out of that logo that you actually created. So, definitely, like this was this has been here for a yeah, long but like, time. Even, this even is that, my, like, th- I this feel, is my logo. I don't think it's any different, and maybe it's just because like I'm fucking like into marketing and shit. But yo, look, my BTS logo, whatever. That's one thing. That's that's old. I'm kind of it's what it is. People recognize it, but that bridge the gap logo. I actually went and made sure I paid the right guy to make sure I paid something that I could build that around. It's an idea, and I love it. I was like, I need a bridge on that shit. It's gotta have a mm. name. It's gotta look hip hop, and it's, that's why there's like a little mic on it and shit. Like, and so it speaks to the fucking people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can yeah. build an entire. Every, yeah, I can't yeah. do shit with the other logo. It's kind of not no offense to the guy that made it, but in hindsight, it doesn't mean anything. It's just kind <laughs> of what was there. Yeah, yeah. This logo, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just fucking hits. And I'm like, so when I hear what you're saying, I'm like, yo, that's why I'm able to push this idea and then make it a hashtag and then do the this and that because it's actually exactly. like a powerful thing. So in a sense, I yeah, fucked up it. by not playing it like how you played it in the beginning. So it's good that you're sharing mm-hmm. this shit. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, that's what you need. That like you kind of need that. Well, it's the same thing like Jay Z. You know, he's got the he's got the that that little thing that he does there. So, but that's just that's that's the marketing. That's the marketing of the business. You need that attached with your with who you are, with how you're how you're projecting yourself. So, definitely, it, it became important to me too. So I started dabbling with that, but also the the the, the business around it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. definitely had to play a part. You know, like like I said, like. Allowing, allowing other artists, you know, even like in different in different fields, to perform and do their thing, and they're wearing your clothes on stage is magnificent. That's what Dog. you want. So that's Dog. that was the key. You know what I'm saying, bro? That's a knowledge nugget. You just gave that's me true. an idea that I can afford to pull off. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's the key right there. You know, that's the key. You got to get your things out there. You got to let the right people them wear it, especially no, but, if you're trying to give them an opportunity out here. You know? Even like take this shit, right? I mean, I love uh, that. I love that. By the way, that's Crazy. not even Crazy. my shit. That's not even mine. That's the next girl's <laughs> thing. Yo, if you want one of these, <laughs> you gotta hit up the lady at Montreal's Finest, and it's uh, at yeah, like Montreal's it. Finest nineteen eighty five on Instagram. But that's the thing, man. Crazy. She gave okay. So crazy. her story is so crazy, right? Because it fits in with what you're saying. So what happened was is she drew this shit, and people said it was dope. So she made a bunch of stickers and she started sticking it on people's like backpacks and shit. But people thought it was fire. So then she started making shirts and shit, and then people started paying her for it. And then she kind of flipped it into crazy. a whole thing. And I honestly, I, I, I definitely want to buy one. I, I copped it and I was like, "This is some fire!" And then I started wearing it, and people love it. And you know why it's dope? Because as much as people don't want to admit it, who do like people in Montreal love cats? Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I'm I'm more of a tiger guy, but I love cats too. I love cats too, definitely. So you know, Whoa, definitely tigers, wearing tigers that all are, day. are the shit, dude. <laughs> I learned a lot about tigers this uh, last year. <laughs> And I get you, man. Yeah. Tigers are fucking awesome and phenomenal. Straight. Absolutely. Best. The best. If I can own one, I'm, I'm buying one tomorrow. <laughs> you know, my girlfriend is really into tigers. Like, absolutely got me to learn everything yeah, yeah. there ever was to learn about a tiger. They're Love fucking them. Cool. Love them. Absolutely. Trust me. All right, so if we go back, you're in the, like the early 2010s. You're in your little the post marker era. You're taking your brand more seriously. So then, what's going on in your life yeah. at this point? 
so yeah, basically, you know, my kids definitely played an impact. You know, I had to focus more on, uh, you know, being a family man. Because I, 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 another side of me too is that I'm very family oriented. Very family oriented. If anybody knows me, mm. when it comes to family, I, I keep my circle mostly family, like real bloods. Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not a. It's not a thing like i got i got definitely i know a lot of people that got some friends got some close ones i can definitely rely on but family is definitely my thing so i definitely wanted to make sure that that was more tightened up not just in my own house but my whole surrounding because my family is huge especially here in montreal i tell you that mm. huge i got a bunch of cousins out here just me alone i got five brothers you know so definitely uh we're huge we're huge out here so when it comes to like family it definitely had to be that so uh, i started focusing more on that but that's why i said I, I i met um um true hunger productions which uh again gave me all the knowledge to actually re refine myself when it comes to actually just putting out good music not just uh, you know, coming up with a, a good chorus, have, you know, two good guys jump on or, you know, I jump on, another guy jump on. And now it's just mostly me now. So I'm focusing more on me and I, I'm actually dealing with the right people that, that can give me the sound that I'm looking for. Because again, I was finding my voice dealing with this R&B, but I, it, this, this was like, like trying to give this R&B flavor to what my reggae gives you because right. that's what I do like I do reggae but it's kind of like an R&B flavor to it with a little bit of English to it so you kind of it's not like a full full reggae you know so I'm giving you that kind of mix so dealing with these guys they definitely you know gave me the opportunity to have that uh, you know uh, you know knowledge so started working more on that so that's when the uh, I put out the um, Mix and Masters mixtape, which thank you for playing that. You definitely killed it. I love the fact that you said that, um, that you said um, right here, round here is your is your number one track. You like, you felt a little crazy with that track. And that's a track that definitely everybody, everybody right now, when they play that mixtape, that's the first track they play and they, they be like, yo, Yo, they, they go bonkers when they hear that. So definitely, uh, it's one of my favorite tracks too. So salute to you for liking that track. <laughs> I mean, I like like the whole feel, man. The whole thing, it just sounds good. It's versatile. Yeah. It's all over. Yeah. The features are good. Um, the energy yeah. is fucking proper. Um, but it's it's like the beat on that is nuts. Plus, it's bilingual, if I'm not mistaken. It's the one there that uh, I had the French guy on. He's yeah. the only French guy I have on the track. Yeah, he's crazy. He's another. He's another. Yeah, him. Big up to um, that's that's ju uh, jungle. Okay. But uh, yeah, correct, crazy, crazy, crazy. He's a he's a another beast when it comes to the music out here. So definitely, it was a pleasure working with him. You know, so. Uh, he came on the track and it was unexpected. I was even, I was going there to record my own thing. And um, he just said, yo, I want to jump on it. And he's actually the, he's actually the engineer. Right, right. <laughs> okay, actually the, okay. 
Yeah, he's actually the engineer. He just heard the track. He's like, yo, yo, I got to jump on this. Forget it, forget it. So that was it. That was, that was definitely a lit moment for us. That's when we actually said, yo, let's put this together. So, yeah, we definitely, you know, yeah, that's put really that cool, together though. one engine. Yeah, man. So how, how did you go about creating a mixtape? How did you get the beats? How did you go through it, this whole process? Tell us a bit about that. Um, well, like because I, because it was a mixtape and I was giving so much, I didn't focus on um, I didn't focus on um, and and on top of it, this is like this is just something like this is just me now. This is me giving you who I am and how well not who I but I mean like who KB Turco Leone is. I'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you that <laughs> Turco Leone, Mr. Turco Leone. That's his that's his character. So. Um, Putting that together, I wanted to kind of just give a flavor of who he is and how he kind of, you know, looks at life. So I didn't want to focus on just like getting or paying for beats. So I made more, if you notice, most of those beats, they're like, um, they're like already taken beats. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even notice one time, but YouTube is totally going to tell me after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, there's probably like, there's probably like, maybe like, out of the whole thing, there's maybe like, three beats in there that I paid for. But the rest yeah. is all, it's all, it's all, yeah, because at the time, it was like, mixtape was like mixtape, you could just run that, you know what I'm saying? And on top of it, yeah, it was crazy, because even one of the one of the tracks that I got, one of the tracks that I, I, I recorded, was actually uh Vado's beat. Vado's another crazy artist from America. Right. He crazy. Vado. Vado, if you go look him up, he's another crazy one. But he's from Harlem actually. And uh I, I took his beat and um ran with it and sent it back to him. And yeah, it was it was a good response. So like I knew like, you know, yo, I could just do this and, and it's not as long as I'm not selling anything like that, I could just run it. You know what I'm right. saying? So that, that was my, my whole focus, just to get to let people know who I am. So that's why I put out the Mix and Masters mixtape. Oh, fair know enough. That's cool. Straight. So why is it called Mix and Masters? Mix and Masters? The reason why I call it the Mix and Masters is because I did, I'm, I, the, the versatile that I have on it, it's a mix. It's a mix of everything. And it's a bunch of masters. We we like Shaolin masters and us on this shit. You know what I'm saying? We, That's fire. We real, you know, like a you know, like a kung fu, kung fu fighters out here. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't run for when you when you get that punch, you feel that punch. You know that punch comes in. <laughs> you think so? Definitely had to be called the mixing masters. <laughs> but I like the yeah, fact that I got name. some masters. That the name has that kind of depth to it and that you kind of have that like Wu-Tang feel in that, you know, Shadar Dago series. It does have that Wu-Tang kind of flavor to the title. That's fucking cool, man. All right. So right, when does right. this, this project comes out 2016, if the internet told me correctly? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I started, yeah, definitely yeah, 2016. Exactly. So what happens with that? How do Absolutely. you go about promoting it? What are you doing at this time? Well, that's the thing. That's when, um, you know, like the internet started evolving more. Like it started really, I'm not sure who I used at, at that point because um, we didn't have, it wasn't City Baby or uh, 
this code i'm using distro kid right now but i wasn't there was no spotify it was right. uh no it was no spotify or anything at the time it was just i was actually just using what i was actually using was actually um i would let uh like youtubers that have you know good followers but more because because it, it had more of a reggae flavor to it like i like a dance like on the caribbean side i was using more of the um the the, the like the vloggers them that you call them i guess that 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 are djs on youtube okay Right. So they, you know, they do the little DJ stuff on YouTube and whatnot and got files. So I would just send them, send them my mixtape. Yo, Yo I'm going to send you my mixtape and play this that. This is big actually. And why I say this is big is because, um, right now them DJs is on Twitch. After this is yeah. done, we rating. Yeah. So what a raid is, is my channel invades another channel. We, you saw, may have seen it in the past, right? And we yeah, were hitting I up DJs that. after. So we're gonna hit yeah. up somebody, maybe Willie Scandals, as he's doing his thing, you know, and show some love like that. So in a sense, what I'm hearing you say is we can replicate what you did back then in the current era by popping onto these Twitch. Your trust, man. You throw some bits, they're gonna shout you out and remember your name. I promise you that much. That's what's up. That's what's up for I, sure. For sure. It's hey, you gotta, you gotta support. You gotta support. Now they make it easier for for you to be able to, you know, show that kind of support. You know, where we're both feeding off of each other a lot more easier than back then. Back then, you couldn't do that. You had to go through somebody. And then it was like a whole process and everything. Now, it's just a personal thing. You can just definitely get get that get that popping. So, definitely, it opened up the market a lot more easier. But um, I'm old school, man. I'm still old school. Like, I'm old-fashioned. Like, I like, I like paperwork. You know, I like to, like, uh, you know, get my receipts going and... Okay, I did that with you. Well, yeah, I'm gonna send you a receipt in a minute, and we're gonna call that off. Put that in the books. Yo, but even call what you nice. just said, <laughs> yo, listen, what you just said, whether it's literally paper or not, is fucking big, huge, yo. I do freelancing, right? Bad. So freelancing. My bad. My bad. Nah, no worries. You good. You good. Everybody gets it, man. We fuck you. You're passionate guy. You kaboom boom <laughs> the fucking camera. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, man. I like that a lot, dude. I feel that it's when I. It's kind of like the Merker Miyagi. Eh? You have that same shit going on. It makes me go. That's 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 what made us. That's what actually made the team a team is because we all had different styles, and brought it together. And it was you can feel the love when we were on stage, which hey. definitely brought the crowd one hundred percent. So your lady friend Bonnie, um, she does these album reviews with me. And she, we go through the classics, right? We talking all the classics. And one of the first things she looks for is do these are they are they buddies? She saw it with NWA. She's like, these sound like a bunch of buddies working together. And it's like, yo, shut up, Merka, for the bits. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. They really do sound like a bunch of buddies and shit, right? That is kind of what they sound. Like. And I mean, yes, their content is what it is. But they sound like a bunch of buddies doing it. And yo, I swear, yeah. if you were to go through it all, you could probably get fifty clips of her saying that shit. So the thing is, <laughs> is uh, when I do hear your music, I do feel the essence of what you're describing, and I like that. I like that. It's a good thing. 
Respect, absolutely. It definitely was there. There's no, there was no fakeness to that because that's 100%. <laughs> definitely. So tell, tell Bonnie she's absolutely right. 100% right. Bonnie, if you're listening, you're right. She 100%. <laughs> we brothers, says, brothers, I tell you. I like it when you can feel the love. 100, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's no other route besides that. If you don't feel it, get out of it right away. You know what I mean? Yo, big facts. Don't fool yourself. Look, it's, sometimes it's complicated, right? Sometimes you want to feel the love, and sometimes the love is a complicated thing. But at the end of the day, everybody's got sure. energies and shit. And sometimes you got to splice exactly. it up and have it whatever. But energies matter a lot. And how people treat each other, how people respect each other is fucking like, straight. you know, it's a big thing. Um, straight, straight. But yo, as Mercury's saying, your music has to be experienced in a live show. And there is something I want to ask before I forget, just in case, whatever, whatever. I just mm. want to make sure I remember mm. it. So one of the things Jeff, that, Jeff. that we're thinking about doing on our end, I don't know when yet, details to come, is a virtual cipher. So mm. basically, like, uh, get a DJ. And I, what I want to also do is grab Montreal producers and have them supply me beats for this shit. Like, yo, bro, give me a bunch of your fucking beats you're not doing shit with. Have it be, like, each time different beat makers then you come on mm. through you jump on the zoom because listen if we try to do tracks right now dog it's gonna sound like shit there's no way around it yeah. i can't fix that yet but for if, sure, we, for if sure. we just do freestyles whether it's written or off the domes over these yeah, beats yeah, yeah. it's gonna yeah, sound yeah. weird to you later but everyone else is gonna sound real good and so yeah for sure would you be interested in this type of virtual environment in terms of spitting over the internet? Are you down for the era of live, live concerts on the Zoom calls, like spitting the bars like this and shit? Hey man, listen man, I'm already, I'm already, you know, thankful enough to be able to experience. Yeah, that's cool, man. So um, that's cool. So you put out your mixtape, and then what happens after the mixtape? So yeah, so I put out the mixtape, and then um, after that, uh, no, just just to get people feeling what's up. Um, that's when I started getting more serious and working with um, True Hunger. So we put out uh, that one. We put out the one video, which uh, I showed you that it looked like we were like uh, with the planes and everything. Mm. That was basically. Um, that's the uh can't remember the name right now but uh definitely an introduction of uh who i was working with and how we we're gonna definitely give you a new flavor and a new sound right and uh true hunger definitely when it came to giving you that sound put everything together when it when it comes to like uh, 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 R&B style, but more of like, you know, that, that dancing, get, you know, get that moving. So that's why you were able to like, you know, dance with your girl like that when you were hearing right, that right, track right, there. Right, 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 right. It just had you on that flow with your girl. Your girl had you wondering, what is this? What is this going on over here? Yeah, that's what she's, <laughs> that, that's definitely her. No, she might get mad at me after for it, but that's the facts of it. See, what happened is, is we moved in together. And now it's been like four to five years, and she's like mad wifey. Like when I mean Lessons. wifey, Lessons. I mean she went from girlfriend to wife. And that's a transition and yo yeah. listen it is the best thing in the world she holds it down Absolutely. proper 
Absolutely. It, it is a lot more strings attached than the other version back when we started dating. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Heavy, heavy. You need that. You need that. You need that. That's what keeps that's what keeps a happy home, I tell you. you Yo, know it is, I mean? though. It's important. No, for real. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, shit, I should do dishes. That'll get that. And I, and I try to figure out, like, ways to, like, okay, if I do enough shit, She'll want to do things with me. Absolutely, absolutely. You gotta That's, learn. It's 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 a partner thing. It's a it's a partner thing, man. You gotta your best partner is always gonna be the one you sleep beside. I tell you that. Mm-hmm. And you know she's Jerry. wonderful. Yeah, she really is. She is. Good, Even good, if, uh, good, good. Um, basically, I plan on making fun of her on camera for the rest of my life. So um, <laughs> I'm going to have to make sure she's very happy off camera for the rest of my life. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You're winning. You're winning already. You're winning already. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, man. All right. So that so what happens after that? See, so with the true the true flow, guys. You, uh, yeah. So yeah. So yeah. So basically, uh, true hunger. Sorry. That. Yeah, true hunger. So basically, we uh we got more involved with that now and uh, started looking into like uh, billing billing that. So we just started just going through it, you know, just learning a, a, a new style, a new flavor. Because um, definitely when when I came in there, it was like yo, the style was there, but the sound and everything that I felt like. It needed to just have a jump to, yo, that energy, yo, I was definitely coming at the right time. So we all definitely played a part right. and learned off each other, you know? So uh, doing that big up to fresh, Deja Fresh, definitely started off like, like he was like co-rapping, co like I'm talking like co-rapping, but like spending the time there and everything, his whole style changed and it just became more of a flavor where that R&B thing just right. started kicking in. So it, it definitely, it's not like a full R&B, like no, like no, but now like, you know, like you see the style, like uh, definitely Drake opened up the door when it comes to that kind yeah, of style. I think right? like, okay, so here's what happened with that, right? People like yeah. missed the whole detail. The 20 year olds, mm all grew up with YouTube. So they were just yeah. listening to everything the whole time. So while we yeah, grew yeah. up in our lanes where we bought our albums and we stuck to our own shit, that's not what the kids are going through. So they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they just don't have the same preferences. To them, it's just okay to like Drake and Freddie Gibbs at the same time. Like That's just fine <laughs> yeah, to them. So it's, it's like true, it's us true. that have to learn to adapt to that in a way. So yo, what I think is yeah. going to happen is a lot of people are going to start singing a lot yeah, of people are going to start saying yeah. or or getting more more uh more comfortable with finding their voice because it's all about the voice it's not you know a lot of people are doing they're still doing the little but they're adding that little so that voice right there or is that voice but you're not really singing singing like no r&b like you're not now like here's the like i think that even like not even if it's like by accident if you're really serious about your rapping even if it's in the one key you can do you're gonna find yeah, the yeah. natural melody that you need to be yeah. in to ride that beat exactly. as part of the flow exactly. right exactly so exactly. but also if you're really working your voice and you're really rapping you should maybe like and this is not like a mandatory but 
wouldn't you want to like try to expand your vocal range yeah, and like or there like go. i'm super into the theatrical elements like i like voices i'm not good at voices i'm actually really bad i only have like three but like to try to have voices or like falsetto like i don't care yeah. what anyone says i want to drop yeah, a falsetto yeah. like when i hear the song yeah. creep by radiohead and he does that really high-pitched part at the end yeah, yeah. like i want to be able to nah, nail nah. that shit yeah yeah facts 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 and then I could rap like that because I know how to rap. So it would be yeah. like rapping in false. Like, I don't really think that rapping in falsetto is maybe the smartest choice. I'm just, it's just like, <laughs> but I want the option. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It may not, may not be, may not be a, I mean, cause remember you still gotta, you still gotta be on video, right? You still want you're still gonna have to, you know, create a mu music video. So yeah. high pitch, it may not, it may not. Uh... Nah, no, no, no. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, maybe it depends on. I'm just, I just want yeah, the toolkit. To me, it's a toolkit thing, cause exactly. like it's about like, yo, Chuck D, exactly. man. When Chuck D uses his voice on a record, right? Yes. It just yes, like, yes. like it has this radio sound mm. in the way he resonates. That's just like, mm -hmm. it's like an instrument more so, to, or like Rakim, the way he's so silky smooth with that shit. Yeah, I can't really exactly. do a good one, but like. No, I feel you though. I feel you. Or even the nasal shit that Eminem brought. Something people don't realize. A lot of people don't like Eminem after he stopped being nasal. Mm. Nobody really yeah, catches I, that. But he used to be really like, nah, my name is really nasal, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stopped yeah, doing true. that. Yeah, he yeah. learned how true, to sing a little bit. And people yeah, stopped fucking with him the same way. But a whole bunch of new people started fucking with him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, that's what it is. It's part of the wave. You got to go part of the wave, right? You're surfing this, right? So, you know, the deeper you go into this, into this wave, you know what I mean? You got to know how to surf this wave properly. So, you know, you got to be able yeah. to come back to the wave when you're able to, you know, calm yourself down. So it's, it's all on how you deal with the wave, but definitely it's going to come at you. So you got to be prepared and know how to, how to dive that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Dive into that. You definitely have a huge Boca range. So I think you're going to be able to fucking deal with a lot of the upcoming landscape. So when it comes yeah. down to album releases and all of that kind of stuff, what do you see in your future? Are you working on an album now? Are you working on things? Yeah. What's going on for yeah. you? Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I'm glad you came to that. So that's basically where we at right now in the final position of you know my whole music, my whole music introductory. I'll call it. Uh, definitely, I got. Uh, I'm not going to do the album thing, but I definitely have some new singles coming out, which I'm going to release. You know, I want to do that. I want to do that little one week challenge and okay. uh, give give a little bit, uh, you know, maybe like a, 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 in a month, I give a little challenge. Once, just, you know, I, I do have, honestly, I think personally, like this is going to be the best work I've put into like really giving you this sound that I've been searching for for such a long time and actually getting for everybody to know who I am and how I can express myself in different ways and not just give you one versatile of that Jamaican guy, you know? So mm. I'm giving you something more different now, but definitely in the range where you won't forget who I am, you know what I'm saying? So, or who KB is, you know? So, um, 
But yo, Definitely even, I'm working. so here's the thing though. Even when you're saying that, to me, I'm like already going, yo, but KB, I just sat there and listened to a collection of your work over the last 15 years or so, and you're pretty versatile already, and you show all sorts of sides. Now, and you may like have a character that you're playing, but even just talking to you, a lot of the principles and the things that you put into that like music that you've already put out are really reflected in the man that you are today. Okay. Like certainly maybe the KB character has a few more guns popping out and a few more murders going down. Okay. But like back then, back then we would say the the musical character (laughs) that I heard, but like (laughs) cut past that part and everything else that he was also saying was fucking really wise (laughs) right like there was a lot of wisdom in your music yeah 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 exactly exactly i thought it was interesting even on the subject of the character that you created right just on that subject because i think a lot of people like me back in the day judge the idea of these characters because we don't really understand hip-hop as a culture but the more i've learned about hip-hop culture the more i can actually create these comparisons between things like the wwe and wrestling and all these characters that people become, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know that yeah, Shawn yeah. Michaels is not necessarily yeah. actually this motherfucker, right? Yeah, yeah, or sure. even the world of comic books yeah, yeah. and all of that sure. shit with superheroes and villains. It's like people create these personas. Like, in my case, sure, my, my government name is my persona. But like for me, it's like when I wear a suit, it's rapper music. Yeah, yeah. And when I'm yeah, not wearing yeah. a suit, it's a whole different guy. And like the personalities, and you think about the branding and shit. So like... Sure, maybe as we get older, we go, okay, maybe less boom, boom. I don't know. I don't know where you're going with your brand. You're going to go where you go with your brand. Um, But, like, (laughs) at the end of the day, I just have to give you all the fucking credit for still having, like, as I was listening to it, it's like, get that money, stay focused on what's proper, be honorable, be real with it. Like, all of these principles are fucking all throughout your catalog consistently without changing. Respect, respect, respect. And that's definitely... What, how I, I definitely wanted to keep it that way uh, without changing, you know, who I am. But at the same time, now what I'm giving you is more of, uh, you know, just more of, more of, a, more of the love. Because again, like I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't really talk to the ladies them. I didn't give, which a lot of the, a lot of the, the ladies them were actually telling me. The, the most, more than the guys that, yo, you have a voice, you have a voice, your voice is real. So it, it only makes sense if I would speak for the ladies, you know? So mm. I, I wanted to more focus on tracks where I can actually, you know, get both interests uh, with the ladies, but also, you know, the tugs then I call them the tugs then and not. So definitely um, now the flavor that I'm giving you is like, I'm really going out there when it comes to like dealing with, you know, my, my soft side, I would, I would say, you know, my soft side, but, but nothing too, nothing too like dull or make you drop asleep. Like, you know, Drake's album, he did that. Like he gave you some, you know, he went R and B, R and B. And, you know, that's not what I'm all the way trying to do, but definitely you'll get that kind of, more uplifting i got energy so definitely you know you get that more of a but like push even if you want to like go a little more meta with the conversation right so something that's really fascinating that changed in the world is 2008 
2008 is a huge fucking year. And look, Drake appears after 2008. He doesn't really count yeah. before 2008. So the reason yeah, that true. matters is when like auto really hard shit is taking over. America's kind of rich, right? To that prior to yeah, 2000, yeah. there's a lot of money circuit. People are actually making money. So everybody's yeah, hard yeah. and the music's kind of negative and shit. Yeah, yeah. 2008 hits and since then a lot of money's been stripped away from the economy. A lot of people mm. are broker. A lot of people are miserable and you'll notice yeah. that this escapist happy positive like how do you think Kanye's album really resonated the Jesus one there yo I'm listening to yeah, it and yeah, I'm like yeah, for sure hallelujah hallelujah yeah yeah hallelujah. for sure for sure because yo you just can't sure. your soul needs some shit like that yeah right exactly now. exactly 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 and so it's basically the melodies yeah, and shit it's like if you look at the times people don't want to hear the hard stuff quite as much which is why yeah, I look exactly. at some of these cats when they're like Yo, I'm gonna spit all these hard bars and show the world I'm the best. I'm like, yo, man, mm -hmm. the world wants you to like talk about being a human being right now and share yeah, yeah, insecurities. Exactly. Yo, we're all fucked up and we're all trying to get it's a true. little better and stuff. You know, it's true. It's true. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree. I agree. And right now is not is is definitely not the time to spread that kind of energy, especially you know. So if I have the opportunity to you know, be able to share something more positive and more loving than definitely. But, you know, I, I, I'm not going to have none of my, my old fans them slipping neither where they get, get caught slipping. One of them girls, I want to rob you at night. <laughs> no, I appreciate that, man. Yo, man, I think your shit is fire. Um, I think in general you have a great energy and a great outlook on life and more people should know about you and more people should hear about your stuff. Yo, respect, um, respect. I want to thank you for coming on through. Um, I'm not going to lie. I feel like it's a good place to wrap up. Uh, I think Absolutely. I would love to Definitely have you come story, back in the, the future. I want to find out how I'm going to do my part two episodes. It's going to have to be a little more, you know, shoot the shit. But there you go. picture it like... Like a DJ Vlad without the crime. So we just come back and shoot the shit about things in the future or whatever. Well, so I think you'd be well, a well, I'll guy. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Like I told you, like what I'm going to be putting out is definitely going to shake. So we'll definitely have a lot to talk about. I promise yeah, I love it, man. And that's what I, I want to do. Because, yeah, there's a whole bunch of topics, man. Yeah, don't even... There's yeah. not a thing we can't talk about. Any kind of that's real true. issue. That's true. But in this that's kind true. of sense, I it's hard to Google people, right? So for me, this yeah, first yeah. episode is a sense to get to hear your story and learn the kind of shit that, like, let's say, you know, other places may have better documentation for. So true, in the true. meantime, I'm trying to get that. From now, we talk. The next time we're down the line, you come back got a few more things going on we talk about the world a little more this that the next thing we discover yeah, secrets yeah. along the way that's true that's true absolutely and looks listen we, we still we, we we're gonna have a lot to talk about because like i said like not even uh with that being a wrap-up but i got a 17 year old that's even more bonkers than me that's like no. ringing noise right now right yeah, now it's incredible so, you know definitely, definitely have to we got, that we got, in the future yeah, go check him out. Jay, Jay, Jay Vicetti, Setti, Jay Setti right away. So he, he's definitely right now on YouTube blowing up. So it's like, it's all, it's all, it's all, everything is just put into position already, you know, just for us to just yeah, definitely so basically talk about it. You're providing for your son the same opportunity that was provided for you to be able to link him. 100. Up. That's amazing. 100, man. 100, 100. This is all here. This is. 
This is his stuff. This is all his stuff. You got three looking, I'm looking at two, three screens right now. So yeah, yeah, we good. We good. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm really happy we had this chat. Honestly, I think one hundred. Me too. One. Um, Me too, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate, I appreciate you one hundred percent, dude. I look forward to seeing you pop off. Um, and I, I think you have big things coming for you. I think a lot of us do. I think it's gonna be Montreal yeah. decade for real. That's right. That's right. Um, That's right. It's definitely bringing. It's definitely bringing the ones that needs to be together back. You know, in tune and get everything really get the ball rolling for real. So definitely, this is a good step in stones. Yeah, and I, I really like that. So I appreciate that again. So I'm going to just, I guess, do the little wrap-up thing. Um, so yo, yes, thank yes. you all for watching this. Appreciate y'all being here. Definitely feel free to leave a comment, ask your questions, say whatever you got to say down there. Um, definitely want to say, you know, f you know, hit the like button if you like this. Subscribe, follow, whatever channel you're on, etc. Uh, special thanks to the patrons. This is Milk and Absolute Chris Proud of Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black, Hurricane, Linda Williams, and Scribble. Uh, they, they support what we do. If you want to support what we do on Twitch, you can hit that little subscribe button. And if you're anywhere else, patreon.com slash behind that suit. Show some love. You know what it is. Um, on that note, we totally, <laughs> we totally appreciate y'all for real, though. Love everybody that was here. Definitely want to say, though, live long and prosper, everyone.